0: hello everyone welcome back to another episode of explain it slowly welcome back oh you're not gonna do your explain it slowly
1: i got you to do it for (laughs) me it's like what effort is needed do it explain it slowly
0: okay um so today's topic is
1: she's deciding right now
0: um how does information travel through a cable
1: how does information travel through a cable? Well, it depends what kind of cable, right? If it's a string and it's held taut and if you speak in a cup on one end, <laughs> the string will vibrate <laughs> and you'll hear that information on the other end. So that's like the silliest stupidest version of how information travels across a cable, right? Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> let's continuing on that pro, on that on that uh wavelength. Uh, The way information gets from one cup to the other, uh, and this has to be through a taut string, is as you speak in one cup, the cup will vibrate with the air that's hitting it, and the cup vibrating will vibrate the string, and the string will vibrate all the way to the other cup, and that other cup will start vibrating just the same, and you'll hear it on the other end. It'll be lower. It won't be amplified in any way, Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a way of transmitting information from one side to another, correct? Right. Okay, cool. Following me so far, right?
0: Yes, telephone.
1: So okay, so let's go (laughs) to a telephone. Just kidding. So a telephone is a very similar process. You have two cables. You basically have a loop, and on one end of the cables, you have a microphone and speaker, and on the other end of the cable, you have a microphone and speaker. Now, a microphone and a speaker are actually the same thing conceptually. I mean, nowadays, like you make them specialized for what they're doing, but a microphone will take vibrations that hit a membrane that will move a magnet back and forth and that magnet moving back and forth will vibrate electrons that are in the cable. Similarly, a speaker, if electrons pass through that will vibrate a magnet and that magnet attached to a membrane will make sound. Does that make sense? hmm Okay. So imagine if you have this on two sides, like two sides of each other and you have power going through it. If you speak into one of them, just like we're speaking into this microphone, in fact, that is going to vibrate some electrons in the cable, and that is going to go on the other end, and you'll be able to hear that through the speaker, which is doing the same thing in reverse. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay, so your your speech or whatever sound you're making, that gets caught by the microphone. That vibrates the electrons. The electrons vibrate all the way through the cable, and that will hit the speaker on the other end and allow you to perceive that as information that has traveled that makes sense? Okay. Okay, so we've talked about two types of information, right? Mm. Okay, here's another one, the telegraph. Telegraph is the same idea as the speakers and microphone, except you don't have any speakers. You just have, on one end, something that's opening and closing a connection, and on the other end, you have essentially the opposite to make a sound uh, or a beep or whatever or a light bulb to go on. So you can go ahead and transmit, like, words... Basically, by choosing how to encode them, so you're saying the A is, I don't know, Morse code, um, but you can pick a pattern of beep, beep, beep kind of thing um, for every letter, and every pattern, every letter would have a different pattern to it, and the most famous is the SOS, the long, 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 short, 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 long, 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 or the opposite, I don't remember. Um, but you can go ahead and transmit information that way, too. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It seems like I'm losing you.
0: I I wanted to know information in terms of like when I have something on my phone that I want to share or to transfer to my computer, like plugging in the phone would then <laughs> allow me to transfer in that information. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is how does that information from my phone travel through that cable to the computer? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know.
1: Okay, we're getting there. Okay, okay so We talked about voice, so that makes electrons vibrate, right? Sure. Okay, we talked about the telegram or telegraph, whatever it's actually called, Morse code. Uh, We talked about that one. And there you're basically putting two wires together and you're completing the circuit. And on the other end, you have a light turning on. Okay, so as you turn it on, the light is on. If you disconnect the wires, the light turns off. So you turn turn the light on, turn the light off, turn the light on, turn the light off. If you do that in a certain pattern the other side can see the light blinking. And if you know how to interpret that, you can go ahead and communicate information. Does that right. concept make sense? Yeah. Okay. So am going on to fancy schmancy computers. If you have two computers, you can have them communicate with one another using some very simple technology, basically just wires. And one computer will turn, like complete the circuit. It'll touch the two wires And it will disconnect them, touch them, disconnect them. And it's going to do this to transmit a sequence of essentially ons and offs to the other end. Now, you can't just turn things on and off and have the other end understand it. So there's a second wire that will work as something called a clock. And a clock basically tells the computer on the other end when to read the signal that's on the first cable. So for instance on the first uh on the first cable we're saying okay we're on now now we're off we're going to stay off for a little bit then we're going to be on we're going to stay on for a little bit then we're going to be off again and it's going to keep doing this in sequence on the other cable meanwhile we're basically saying hey read the signal read the signal read the signal read the signal like clockwork so it's it's basically a clock going around and every time it hits that interval whatever that interval is maybe it's 10 times a second maybe it's a million times a second the other side will go ahead and read the signal this is the simplest way that computers meanwhile like your phone or your computer can communicate over a, a cable that you plug in and that's how usb works so the simplest version of usb the old fat version with the four pins one of those is a clock one of those is uh data and then you have power basically power and neutral so that's how USB works. It's very simple. Uh, and you can go ahead and communicate between two devices. Now, does on and what does off mean? Well, that depends on what kind of information you're transmitting. You know what binary is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so binary is basically a way of distilling all things down to ones and zeros. So for instance, uh, if I have a conceptual example, um, i trying to think. Uh, so a number, for instance, any number up to 255, you can represent with eight ones and zeros, whether the first one is on and the next one is off. Well, that changes what the number is. So if you have four, uh, eight offs in a row, that represents zero. If you have seven offs and then one on that represents a one and so on and so forth. So you can get a number anywhere from zero to 255. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. So. English, the English alphabet conveniently does not have very many letters in it. You know, 26 letters. Double that to get uppercase. Add 10 digits into that, you have 36 characters. We have a lot of room within 0 to 255. So we can represent every letter and some punctuation in the English alphabet using a sequence of ones and zeros. So if you have a text file on your phone that transmitting over, all it's doing is going to be turning a into the number, I don't remember what it is. I think it's like 64. Uh, So it'll turn A into 64, B into 65, C into 66. And it will go ahead and tell the other system on, on, off, 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 on, on, off, on, off in a sequence until the other system can hear that. Not hear it. We were talking about telephones before, but it will go ahead and see that things are turning on and then off, on and off. And it will read it like clockwork as it's coming through.
0: Okay, so that, that's just with text, but what if you have an image? How, do, how would it describe an image to send over it as text?
1: Okay, so we have to distill all information that we have into binary. So for example, an image, an image is often composed of things called pixels. So if you have an image that's 100 pixels wide by 50 pixels tall, you have 100 times 50 pixels. You can do the first row, pixel 1, pixel 2, pixel 3, pixel 4. So you get to the end. Next then the next row. So you have fifty sequences of a hundred that you need to describe. Does that make sense? Oh.
0: Okay. Every
1: pixel, meanwhile, you want your image to not be black and white, right? It can be, it can be literally black and white, meaning every pixel is a zero or a one. Zero meaning black, one meaning white. Or you can be fancy and one can be black and zero can be white. Both sides need to know what you're talking about for to interpret this, right? Right. So that's very important for computers to be able to communicate, and this is why ancient computers, they you don't just plug them into each other and they work. They would have to know how to communicate with each other. So we have standards. For example, a JPEG image, for instance, it will encode the every pixel as a luminance and a chroma, meaning how bright the pixel is and what color the pixel is. Meanwhile, a PNG image will encode how much red, green, and blue that every pixel needs to illuminate on the screen that it's going to be sent to. So every image type has a very different way of saving this information. But the simplest thing for an image is our eyes have receptors for red, green, and blue. Our screens have little elements, picture elements, pixel that are red, green, and blue. And it just needs to give a right amount of voltage to each of those to light up. So to transmit an image from one thing to another, it just needs to turn the red signal, the green signal, the blue signal of every pixel into a number. Zero meaning off, 255 meaning as bright as it can be. So you have a number for the red, a number for the green, a number for the blue. Number for the red, green, blue, red, green, blue, red, green, blue. All the way until you finish that first row, then the second row, third row, fourth row, 50th row. And by the end of that, you've transmitted your entire image. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now that's not actually how images are transferred. Oh. <laughs> as you as you can imagine, there's a lot of inf- there's a lot of pixels, right? Yeah. That's a hundred by fifty image. What happens if you're taking a f- like a camera picture? Uh-huh. That's four thousand by two thousand. We're talking about millions of pixels, right? Okay. If you multiply a thousand by thousand, you got a million. Imagine four thousand by two thousand, you got quite a few millions there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So. In order to make this better, uh, computers use something called compression, where they try to see patterns in the 1s and zeros, and they try to simplify those. So your phone will go ahead and say, hey, this whole area of the image is kind of greenish. So we're just going to say, hey, this whole area is green. We're not going to say green, 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 50 times or 500,000 times uh, after each other. It's going to simplify it down. So your phone, when it wants to send an image to a computer... It will go ahead and take the whole image, process it, and try to see where there are similar areas, what parts can be simplified, what parts can be factorized, and it will send basically instructions to the other computer about how to rebuild it. Hey, make the region in the top left green. And those instructions, they will be represented in ones and zeros as well. So maybe the make the area will have a one zero of on, on, off, 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 on, on. So if you get that sequence it says make the area. And then you can get the next instruction which is make it green or make it red or make it blue. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's how your phone will send an image over to the computer if you plug them in. It will going all the way through, it will turn into ones and zeros and then it will basically complete the circuit, disconnect the circuit. Complete the circuit, disconnect the circuit.
0: So, if it's sending it over by like sections and guessing based on like a certain pattern it mm-hmm. detects, then would the picture still be accurate like since it's guessing what's there right so it's not really there,
1: yeah, so that comes up to whether an image is um I'm forgetting the terminology, it's on the tip of my tongue um uh, basically uh. Uh-huh, uh-huh cat's got my tongue i'm literally biting it trying to think um uh, whether something is lossless or not so if you have a lossless image that means there's no loss in how you transmit it over whether you found instructions that can say hey there's an image that's 1000 by 1000 it's entirely green you don't need to send over a million green pixels right If you know it's exactly going to be this shade of green. Yeah. You just say, hey, we have this shade of green, 1,000 by 1,000, get it done. It doesn't matter if you send 1 million green pixels or that instruction, you're going to get the same results, right? Yes. Okay, so that's something called lossless, meaning we're not going to get any loss. However, for images that we take on our phone, very rarely is the entire thing green, Right. right? It's just full of texture and you have the sky. However, does it matter if the pixel in the sky right above another blue pixel is the same shade of blue or a slightly different shade of blue no as long as it's blue right sure you can interpret it as a sky so a jpeg image for instance will take some shortcuts it will say hey this is this whole sky area is more or less blue there's some variation there make it make it look like a sky but it's not actually going to send over the exact type of blue pixel So those two blue pixels, they don't need to be exactly what the camera saw. It can be two roughly blue pixels, and we are still going to see it as the sky. So for some types of images, we can have a lossful image or lossful data where we don't represent the image exactly like it was taken, but we have enough there to be able to perceive it as an image. Let the computer take some shortcuts to make its life easier. It can save millions of pixels down to just a few hundred thousand like that's 10% savings or yeah I don't know um (laughs) making up numbers but that would be enough to limit how many how much information we're sending over that cable especially if it can't send it very quickly
0: okay but then if that's the case then what's the point of having a really good camera if in the end you're not getting the exact image that you took
1: so sometimes well i guess the exact image that you took depends on what's perceiving it right if you with your eyes you see something and you take your camera and you take a picture of it and it doesn't look like what you saw with your eyes then you're going to perceive it as being not the best right sure okay so the best camera is one that can most accurately see what you see right okay um so it doesn't really matter how the image is saved in the end if the camera itself can pick up more detail that you can see with your own eyes and save the detail that matters because our eyes are doing the same thing like when your eye sends information to your brain it's not sending the entire image that you're seeing it's sending what is directly in your focus and then it's kind of filling in the details for the rest because Brains are silly that way. They don't need all the detail to be able to perceive something. So your phone has to do a much better job because it has to capture the entire image, not just what you're looking at, um, as contradictory as that might seem. Because you can always take a look at your image that you have afterwards and look at a different part of it, right? Like, you don't have to look at just the focal point at the center of the image. You can look at the background, the foreground, all of that, and interpret it any way you want after the fact so your phone has to do a lot more work to make sure that's captured accurately but it doesn't need to capture all the details because turns out we can't perceive all the details nor can the screen reproduce all those details
0: okay so then how do you transfer like a music file then
1: okay so back to the phone example when you talk into the microphone, that vibrates the electrons, right? Yeah. Okay, so those vibrations—it's a—it's like a sine wave. It goes up and down, up and down. So what an audio file is is basically recording, like clockwork, at this moment, this moment, this moment, this moment, where those variations are. Are we on top of the baseline? Are we below? Are we climbing and dropping slowly and then climbing again? It's going to record a wave basically Mm -hmm. and it's going to save numbers for that are we positive from zero meaning the baseline to one meaning the maximum volume okay or negative one on the opposite spectrum of that so then it just needs to kind of record just like you would if you were doing like an experiment and you're like taking a measurement and you're recording on a piece of graph paper taking a measurement recording it would do the same thing like clockwork and see okay the electron level is at this Point. The electron level is at that point, and it would turn that into a sequence of numbers. And it's a lot of numbers in one second, you have like 44,000 of these numbers because sound it moves quickly, right? And the little subtle vibrations, but it you can pick all that up within 44,000 samples. If you ever heard of the sample rate of audio, that's what that is, yeah. Okay, well, ignore it then. (laughs) But you can imagine that the microphone, like this microphone we're using, it's a digital microphone. So it's taking those electron levels, turning them into a sequence of numbers from negative 255 to 255 or negative 128 to 127. And it will transmit that as binary over the cable to the computer, which is then going to save it into an audio file. And when you save it into an audio file, you don't need all those numbers anymore. You can take shortcuts now. You can say, oh, hey, this pattern is repeating over and over as you say, ah, that's the same pattern. So it can go ahead and simplify that down for the file because you don't need all that detail. You just need enough of that detail to be able to, to work with it, basically.
0: What is the file remembering?
1: The file is remembering those numbers. Okay. More accurately, the file is giving instructions to rebuild those numbers.
0: And then that's the information that is being sent over?
1: Yeah, that's, being, that's the instructions to rebuild those numbers is the information being sent over. Uh-huh. So our microphone, it's sending just the numbers, pure numbers. We want the exact representation of what is being picked up. That's being saved as a high-quality audio file that's keeping as much of that as possible. That way, when you edit this podcast afterwards, you have as much detail to work with. Mm-hmm. Like you can raise the audio volume and you're not going to get all crackly or noisy. You're not going to get any of that because we're saving as much as possible from the beginning. But the file that you then save for the podcast, that one you can take all sorts of shortcuts with because any anything that you can't perceive, we can throw away. We can simplify it.
0: That mm-hmm. makes sense? Yeah.
1: So that's how that's how cables work. Um, between different devices and like things like video video is just images over and over and over again right so as long as you can transmit one image you just got to follow it up with another image and another image and another image if you do this fast enough you can go ahead and transmit video or for example the screen that you're looking at when you look at a computer that's what the computer is sending to the screen it's sending ones and zeros for every individual pixel starting from the top left corner and running through the entire screen until it gets to the bottom left corner. It tells the screen, hey, okay, we're starting a new frame and then it restarts basically starting from the top left corner, sends all the way down. That's why if you look at really old uh, TVs and you have a high speed camera, you can actually see the thing drawing pixel by pixel. Mm -hmm. Like, it will actually draw it out. If you have a camera that is not super high, like, it doesn't record super fast. uh, But if you point it at one of those TVs, generally speaking, that camera will be recording at a different frequency than the TV. And you'll see those bands move up. That's the camera seeing a figment of that whole process where it's, like, drawing every single pixel. Mm -hmm. So That's why you never film old TVs because it's impossible to get in a way that you're going to get a complete image. So, anytime you see a movie where there's like a TV on and it's an older TV, it's almost always never on. It's something that they go ahead and put on afterwards when they're editing the movie to make it look like the TV was on because you wouldn't be able to record it.
0: Okay. No, that makes sense. I mean, I remember when when we were little and if you're trying to download an image or something like that from the internet and if the internet really sucks Mm -hmm. then you're watching it build up line by line line by line and that's something
1: called a progressive image so it was organized in such a way where instead of taking shortcuts and saying hey this entire region was green Mm -hmm. it's going to say hey whoever's going to download this image they're going to have a slow connection so we're going to send them pieces of the image little by little so you might see it build up line by line yeah you might see the image kind of be blurry and then it get yeah better quality until it like reaches the final quality which was pretty bad at the time uh, anyways uh but yeah that's that's how it works and the speed all depends on that clock so do you remember i said the clock goes read the signal read the signal read the signal mm-hmm. the faster that is the fast the more you can send over because you're like read 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 read. you can read a lot more than if you say read 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 Does that make sense
0: right so then that you're saying all modern computers now do that guessing game, right? Yeah. Where it guesses or it sees a certain pattern, and then it it pretty much deduced from that. Okay, this is probably going to be looking like this.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, even the I I would say the sending over the raw data probably stopped with uh 4K TVs. So with a 4K TV, you need to send four thousand pixels by two thousand pixels. Mm-hmm. Every single frame, 60 times a second. That's a lot of data that you're sending over, right? So if every red, green, and blue is eight bits, right? Eight bits for the red, eight bits for the green, eight bits for the blue, times 4,000, times 2,000, times 60, we're at a very high number and we need to send a lot of information over. We can still do that over a cable over short distances, which is why your 4K uh, HDMI cable is limited to six feet. Because if you make it longer than six feet, things aren't as accurate as you say. Read, 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 read uh, 18 billion times a second, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's uh, quite limited. Uh, so you can only do that over a short distance. However, as we get to 8K TVs and higher, it's no longer really possible to do that at that rate. An 8K TV, you can show an image at 15 frames a second. That would be the same as a 4K times four, right? Because 8K is just 4 or 4K screens. So for an 8K TV, it has to take shortcuts and it has to start compressing the signal such that it doesn't have to send as much data over. And the read, 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 that clock doesn't have to be as fast. Or it can be the same speed as the older one. We're just sending different kinds of information over.
0: Okay. So I guess this is uh, the next step to sending over things through a cable is... Uh, what happened if you don't have a cable and you're doing things wirelessly?
1: So if you don't have a cable, we are using something called electromagnetic waves. So if you have a cable, you have some metal, uh-huh. right? You send an electron over, it will go to the other end of that cable. No matter how that cable snakes around and goes behind your desk, under the floors, into the walls, it will make its way to the other end. Because you have a guide, basically, the cable telling the, that electron where to go.
0: Is it possible for the electron to get lost if you're so far away?
1: Yeah, that's why you send tons of electrons. You don't just send one, you send billions of them. Um. And chances are 90% get to their destination. Okay. Okay. Now, if you don't have a cable, you have to use electromagnetic waves, which, remember with the speaker, when you have that cable connected up to that magnet, the magnet moves, that uses electromagnetic waves, but over a very small space. In the case of like your phone communicating with the router wirelessly that needs to be very specific and have electromagnetic waves go through the air to reach their destination being the router or another computer does that make sense Mm -hmm. so it uses the same principle as a wire but you can assume that wire is totally chaotic it's going in every which direction it's bouncing off the walls you have 17 cables some long some short all getting to the destination and most of the time, most of those cables are going to work, but at any one moment, given moment of time, they can just stop working. That's what wireless means: is you have a bunch of invisible cables, and the two science, the two computers are hopeful that it's going to be able to send over data without things getting too crazy.
0: This invisible cable is the electromagnetic wave.
1: Yeah. So just emptiness as a medium will make will allow electromagnetic waves to propagate. But you have to not have stuff in between. So, for example, your body is filled with water. Water absorbs electromagnetic waves, magnetic waves. So there was a time with the iPhone 4, I don't know if you remember, people were saying, hey, if I grip my phone just like this, I can't make a phone call anymore. No. Okay, so that happened. It was called antenna gate because people like adding gate to conspiracy theories. But basically, your fleshy hand, it was able to block out the signals of the antenna on the phone, uh. and absorb them all. Enough uh. to the point where the call would not succeed.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: So, wireless technology, basically, it's operating under the assumption it's going to fail, because you don't have an actual cable to help mm-hmm. you out. So, it's going to do its best, but it's also going to like try again if something does not make it to the other end. So, it's going to send stuff over, and if it doesn't hear back, it's going to send that same stuff over. Hoping for the other end to say okay i got that you can send the next batch over
0: mm, okay
1: so that's how that's how uh wireless works if i if i don't go 30 minutes into it
0: okay that sounds good yeah <laughs>
1: and that's that's how cables work thanks for listening everyone
0: bye <laughs> Keith, are you pooping
1: Waiting for a cat to finish pooping.
0: Keithan.
1: Might be sesame.
0: She still does. Sesame doesn't dig. Oh yeah, true. She does.
1: No, no, she doesn't dig. She just kind of poops on top. Buries a little. No,
0: she's she's doing her business right now. Stinky doodle.